Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Asheville, North Carolina with my new friend Mike Pajoli, an amazing photographer and the author of Blue Ridge Dreaming by Trope Publishing. Mike moved to Asheville to complete his internship and stayed for the beautiful mountains and the numerous hikes and waterfalls. In this episode, Mike and I talk about exploring the Biltmore Estate, hiking to Catawba Falls, and seeing the Red Pandas at the Western North Carolina Nature Center. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus a bunch more. If you know someone that wants to visit North Carolina, I'd love it if you share this episode with them. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Asheville. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and to select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about one of my favorite cities to go on a, on a road trip. It's Asheville, North Carolina. A lot of people know about it because of the Biltmore Estates that's there, and it's like a really beautiful place. But I know there's like so many more other things to do while we're there, and looking forward to hearing about your uh, your tips for the city. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share as well, and yeah, go through some tips with you. Now, I know you're not a like, native from that area. You actually moved down from New York, right? And so like, what brought you to the city, and like, what's your connection there? So I'm from New York. 30 minutes north of New York City. What brought me to Asheville was I actually started a clinical psychology graduate program in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all places. And the last year of of the training of the program, you have to do a clinical internship. So I just so happened to get placed at the Asheville VA hospital. So working with, with veterans, you know, beforehand, I couldn't even have, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you where Asheville was on the map. <laughs> but, you know, I, I interviewed there and really just loved the mountains. I loved just the the vibe, as cliche as that sounds. And, and here I am. That's fantastic. Well, first off, I, I really appreciate you, you know, on behalf of like, I have different people in my family that are veterans and everything. Uh, so I really appreciate you spending time and, and helping people uh, at the VA there. And then two, like you said, it's really a beautiful area. And Definitely looking forward to hearing more about your tips for the city. If you had to describe like the city or the people in just a couple of words, how would you do that? So the the word I keep coming back to is eclectic. And uh, what I mean by that is it's just this really, from my perspective, I, I've only been here two to three years, I guess you could say, but just eclectic, I'd say. It's, it's just this really cool grouping of lots of different artists, professionals, uh, you know, Asheville was named like a top budding uh, tech hub, which is really surprising. So you have just a lot of different types of people coming in and just a a cool kind of art scene as well. And when you drive in um, on one of the highways, you see in the distance, this old water tower with a bunch of uh, graffiti on it. But when I first came in, there was this in big words, it said, Asheville, stay weird. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe stay weird. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that too. It's a, it's a cool place. 
Yeah, like Austin and Asheville got a little bit of that, that weird vibe, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh I've I've heard it referred to as the Portland of the South. So definitely uh hipster, you know, there's definitely like hipster young professionals, but also people who have lived here all their lives and so uh, a lot of Appalachian culture too. For sure, for sure. Now, like you've been there a few, a few years now and uh, so you probably have a pretty good feel of what the weather patterns are like throughout the city. If somebody's planning their trip, what time of year would you recommend a visit? I would say, I guess I would, I'm almost kind of split between the mid spring, uh, actually mid to late spring. The, the weather is just really fair and sixties, seventies, everything is blooming, which is really amazing. So, but I guess I would be biased. I love the fall. And so I've realized September, like the second half of September, the weather is just that perfect 75 degrees, clear skies, crisp air. You kind of feel the fall coming in. And then really, I'd say like October, I would, I am biased, but I would say anytime in October, it's when all the uh, leaf peepers come. Something I didn't realize was starting late June through July, there are just a ton of thunderstorms. It gets really, really rainy. I myself got drenched twice <laughs> this past July on a hike when there was no there was no rain in the forecast. So I would maybe avoid that time and, and wait a little longer to like end of September or October. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you mentioned like some of the blooms and, and the weather in that, that June. And maybe that's why like I guess it's like the rhododendrons. I guess they really bloom in that time. probably because of all that rain and and the way the weather is happening at that time, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. The peak time, if you want to see all these like beautiful Carolina rhododendrons, would be kind of mid mid June. Uh, you could even kind of come a little earlier in maybe some of the higher elevations, but yeah, that mid June time is really, really beautiful. That's awesome. And I guess there's also a, a festival for the rhododendrons. There is. Uh, so if you go to Roan Mountain, R O A N Mountain, it's it's one of my favorite places to go just in general. For those who do like winter hiking, it's a very accessible road to get up there great views for like a snowy wintry wonderland scene it has so many rhododendrons that bloom in, in june just kind of covered this kind of hilltop it almost looks like um the highlands of, of ireland but it's in north carolina so roan mountain that is so cool and uh, you mentioned like the weather earlier like i think one of the things that people have to remember is that you guys are pretty high on an elevation there, right? And so even during the summertime, it's not getting to, you know, like the crazy temperatures that are here, like in, in Nashville, for example, like, you know, we get you nineties, know, hundreds with all the humidity and everything. But you guys are, are staying nice and cool up there in the mountain. Yeah. And that's honestly, you know, being from the North, <laughs> uh, being from New York, definitely tend to like cooler weather just in general. But that was one of the reasons I think I was able to be more open to the idea of, of moving to Asheville because I couldn't explain to you why, but comparatively to places around it in North Carolina and, and yeah, Tennessee and stuff, uh, it does run maybe like five to seven degrees colder in the summer. But then when you get to the higher elevations, so the, the highest is I think like 6,600 plus. 
So when you get up to that point, it's usually on average like 12 to 14 degrees cooler than what it's like in downtown. Okay. So if people are planning their trip to come out to Asheville, I know for me, like I, you know, it's just a road trip, right? It's like about four hours uh, due east, but not everybody's going to take the road trip. So if we're going to fly there, what's the best way to get to Asheville? So you can do Asheville Regional Airport. It's this small kind of charming little airport. It's about 20 minutes from downtown. Uh, The downside is it doesn't have that many airlines, just being a small little airport. I think it does have Delta and United. They do some some nice direct flights. Sometime, and I've done this, people will fly into Charlotte just because it has so many more options, and then they'll either rent a car or get picked up by a friend. That is about two hours, though, which, which is a little bit of a drag. But there's also in South Carolina, there's the Greenville Spartanburg Airport, which is uh, an hour and 15 minutes of a drive. So not as bad as Charlotte. And it is an international airport. So it actually does have quite a few flight options. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, you know, obviously you need to rent a car or something if you're going to go into one of those airports. But if you do that, then, you know, maybe the, the cost savings of flying into one of those bigger airports versus a smaller airport might actually make up for the difference in, in actually paying for the rental car. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, it's very, very likely. I haven't rented a car, but I, I think it's it's high, highly probable. And then, like, okay, so say if we were able to find a good flight, you know, and fly there right into Asheville. From there, is it something you recommend us getting a car, or is there public transportation, or is it pretty walkable? We don't need a, a vehicle. Most of the most of the things you're going to be doing, seeing, and doing. Just to be honest, I would recommend renting a car. Once you get kind of downtown, the, the downtown area itself is pretty small and pretty walkable, which is really nice. But if you want wanted to explore any other parts, like um, one of my favorite areas, the River Arts District, for example, or West Asheville, and also just to get to like hiking trailheads or just like other outdoor adventure type things, you're, you're going to need a car. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even just to go to the Biltmore, like I've been there a couple of different times and Getting to the gate is one thing, but getting from the gate to the actual Biltmore residence, like it's literally a couple miles. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah, it, it it winds, and you know there's there's a point where you you know you wonder where am I going here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like if your if your Uber driver drops you off at the gate to the Biltmore, they don't really like you, right? Because <laughs> you got a long walk to get <laughs> you got a long walk to get to there to your tour. Oh yeah, you're already the all the walking in the Biltmore. You're probably going to be sore the next day for sure. I think it's one of those things that the the Biltmore is just you know, one of those things that you have to see. It's very touristy, obviously, and stuff like that. But the opulence and the the if you go on the tour, it talks about the history of what how they designed it. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. There's multiple buildings kind of all over the place there, so you would need a car even if you were able to just to walk to the actual uh, mansion and, and be able to see the other things. So beyond the Biltmore, what are some of the other things you'd recommend people do when they come to visit Asheville? Yeah, so one of the reasons I really love Asheville is I feel like there's something for everyone. So even if you don't like you know, the outdoors as much, downtown is just a great place to just walk around. There, there are tons of really cool, I'll use that word again, weird, <laughs> eclectic little, little shops and highly rated restaurants, bunch of breweries around Asheville, but also in down the downtown area that you can walk to and from. So that if, if you like just kind of a, you know, a small mountain, mountain kind of city 
kind of feel. But also, you know, there's so many trails you can hike. There are, you know, people love tubing here. I haven't done it myself yet here, but people will go as a group and, you know, bring drinks and they'll call it cabrewing, is what I've heard. A lot of people are into paddling, for example, down the French Broad River. People love, you see groups of people in tubes, which is pretty fun, uh, just rolling through. And then there's also a big, a really big mountain biking kind of community here. So plenty of outdoor activities. There's also camping and plenty of glamping, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I've done. So you can do all the, you know, have the camping experience, but be in these nice protected bubbles or domes. So you mentioned earlier about some of like the, the trailheads and everything. What are some of your favorite trails or, or different places where people can go and, and do like either kind of like a, a shorter hike? You know, I have kids, so we're not going to do like a 10 mile hike. Maybe we're going to do like a, you know, half a mile to a mile or something like that. There, yeah, there are definitely, there's just a range of different hikes. There are some people who will casually, you know, log a 10 to 15 mile hike in a day. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot shorter ones, a lot more doable. One that's kind of like a go-to if you're anywhere, there's, there's what's called the Mountains to Sea Trail, which is this huge, huge, really long trail that goes, I think if you follow it, it kind of goes all the way to, I think, the East Coast. Oh, wow. It's a really long stretch of trail that you can kind of pick up at in so many different areas or, or different trailheads will link you onto it, and you can go as far as you'd like. It's a great way to actually see different parts of, of the area. One trail that I really like that is really easy and has a big payoff at the end is the trail to Catawba Falls. So I think it's just about a mile, and um, it's, it's very, very flat, and families go all the time. And it's a really, really majestic waterfall. It almost reminds me of a scene out of like the movie The Avatar. It's pretty cool. And then there is something called the Folk Art Center, F-O-L-K. Uh, it's on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And from there, it, it not only has like a lot of you know history of the area that you could look at, but it has access to a couple uh, different trailheads that are very family-friendly. Oh, nice. That way you get a little education, a little exercise. You know, everybody's happy. Exactly. Win-win. <laughs> uh, now, one of the other things, I guess, uh, if we're kind of talking about art and, and museums and everything, one thing that I saw that was really cool is something called the Marquee. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So it's called the Marquee. It's in really one of my favorite areas of Asheville, which is it's called the River Arts District. And it's kind of exactly what it sounds. It's, it's a bunch of art galleries along the river <laughs> in a district. And uh, there's this, just this stretch of independent creators, artists, all in one place. And they open their doors to people to just kind of walk by, walk through, and see what they're working on on the weekends. The, the marquee, it's, from the outside, it looks like this big warehouse. But when you go in... It's, it's such a well-organized space. You just walk through it. It kind of feels like uh, just an open art gallery, but without walls. In one minute, you can be looking at like painted wooden sculptures of bears from tree trunks. And then uh, just one step over, you can see this like high-end paintings going for like thousands of dollars. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I think it's so cool because I think it represents the heart of 
you know, the, the creative spirit of Asheville so well under one roof. So I would definitely recommend checking it out. And there's a, there's a bar in there <laughs> and a cafe. Nice. Uh, art always looks better if, after a couple of drinks, you know? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, one of the things that, that, that I've done that is really cool when I visited there with my kids is the, the, uh, the Western North Carolina nature center. Uh, have you had a chance to go there? I think I have. It's kind of like up on a, on the hillside and you, there's some trails to walk through and, and they have probably about 60 different types of animals. And one thing that I saw that was really cool. Uh, when we first went, they just got the red pandas there and my kids absolutely loved it, especially now that that, that movie's come out with the red pandas. Oh yeah. You know, I, I actually think I have been there. It was one of the first weeks I think that I w- came to Asheville I remember, I think they had a bear, a black bear. And I was my first, <laughs> thankfully, the first time I had seen one in person in a while. It was a helpful reminder to know that they are roaming around in the wild. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you like to see them behind the cage. You don't want to see them just out on the trail. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Another thing you mentioned like in the downtown area, the last time we were there visiting, we were walking around and just kind of like checking things out and like, you know, trying to look for kid friendly things to do. We also saw like the Asheville museum of science. And that was really, really cool. Cause it was like an interactive museum uh, with lots of different exhibits for kids to do. And uh, like I said, I, you know, for me, whenever I go on trips, I want something that's fun for kids, but I also want something that's, that's a little bit educational too, especially if I'm pulling them out of school, you know, that way we don't get the nastogram as much, you know, from the teachers as long as they're getting a little education, you know? Yes. Uh, I did not know about that actually. So I'm, I need to go there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, now when people come to Asheville, do you have any recommendations for us? Like where to stay? Should they look at like some of the brand hotels or like pick an Airbnb or, or something like that? I'll say that there are a ton of Airbnbs here. Asheville has just continued to become more of like a destination place for, for vacation. Um, there are tons of bachelor bachelorette parties for example so lots of people are coming in and doing the airbnb thing with that being said you might see in in the the media you know the rates seem to be going up even more and you know add these crazy cleaning charges and all that so there are plenty of hotels here too quite a range in terms of affordability so i would say you can't go wrong with a good old-fashioned hotel if you like camping, plenty of campgrounds to bring your own tent to. <laughs> oh, sure. That's definitely a f- very affordable that way. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times I've been there, we've stayed at the the Country Inn and Suites uh, over by Tunnel Road. That one's pretty good, pretty affordable. Kids are happy they got an indoor pool. But if you're looking for something a little higher end, I, uh, we stayed also at the Kempton Heiress. Uh, I'm a big Kempton fan, and uh, that one was really nice. Uh, also, kind of right there in the downtown area, like easy to walk around to. Uh, you know, some of the shops and, and some of the eateries and everything. Uh, there's actually a really cool pizza place across the street. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but if you stay there, the, the, that one's really good as well. One thing I really want to do that I've never got a chance to is you can actually stay inside the Biltmore. They have a residences there. So it's like a, basically a hotel that you're staying inside the actual, the grounds of the Biltmore. And I think it'd just be kind of a cool thing to do because a lot of times when we go, it's you're there, you're in and out, and then you got to get back out to your hotel and everything. But so not being rushed and being able to kind of enjoy all that aspects of things. I think that'd be really cool. Now, what, when people are there, what type of restaurants and, and different eateries do you recommend? I, I know obviously 
Asheville's like, I guess got like the most breweries per capita. So those are also like great places to get some good food, right? Yes. Uh, a lot of breweries that are now, there's one, uh, Green Man, which is uh, one of the, the most kind of popular ones here, just opened their own kitchen. So a lot of them are opening their own kitchens. There are a ton of food trucks here too. So I, I will sometimes track my favorite food trucks and I'll, I'll kind of look at, okay, where is this food truck this weekend? Okay, they're at this brewery. They're at New Origin Brewery or Highland. So I'm going to go there. So that can kind of be fun. Or you can just go to any old brewery and test your luck. They're just, you can't really go wrong. They're, they're going to be some good food trucks. For sure. What are some of your favorite food trucks if, if somebody wants to follow them or look them up ahead of time? So I would say there's uh, Root Down. Uh, there's Appalachian Chic, C-H-I-C. There's Bears Smokehouse. And they actually were a food truck, but I think they actually just built their own kind of standalone place right next to the food truck. There's Tin Can Pizza, great food truck for pizza. Nice. And then my favorite is, it's called Sabora. So it's kind of like a Latin American fusion, like they they have um, a Philly (laughs) cheesesteak, but with their twist, you know, so it's just so delicious. But I would recommend those. Right on. Now, as far as like some of the breweries, do you have any recommendations on breweries? Yeah. So probably one of my favorites right now is, well, gosh, I have so many. I have a lot of favorites. <laughs> I really like Whistlehop. That's not a huge place, but it's, it's really, really unique. It's actually in East Asheville, which doesn't get as much kind of attention. So more locals there maybe, but it was also recently voted as the best brewery in North Carolina, not just Asheville, by Yelp, which uh, I think the reason for that is they have such a wide variety of different drinks. It's very, very unique. And it's great for families, the very family-friendly grounds. So like a playground, there's a there's mini golf, there's a slide, there's a little soccer field. So parents usually appreciate that. For sure. We actually visited Whistlehop and one of the cool things about it, like it actually looks like a train. Which also is like a cool thing for the kids. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even mention the, the best part. Yeah, why it's called uh, Whistlehop. It's this red caboose. It, it used to be like a, a real like in-use caboose car that is now a brewery. And it's on just the side of the road. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> for sure. And so, okay, so what are a couple of your other favorites? So I'd say Highland. Highland is actually one of the, is the first brewery in Asheville. So you kind of get a little check off a box there. If you go, they have a really good selection. They have a outdoor area too, a lot of live, live music. They have a lot of good selections of IPAs, which I'm definitely partial to. There's also Catawba brewing, which, which is downtown. They always have really good options and they have an outdoor area. They also have live music. Another one I really like is Hillman. It's actually pretty close to the Biltmore. And they have their own kitchen. They make their own bread. It's just really the the food and then the, the the beer that they make goes really well together. And one that's a bit newer is one that's called New Origin. And it's small, but they they have some really really unique beers. Like you see these, you look at their menu and you think, how many cool tasty ingredients could they fit into one drink? Well, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right on. And another one that, that I like is uh, is New Belgium. 
Oh, yes. And they have a cool location that's like right on the right overlooking the river. So you go out there, especially like on a, like you mentioned, like one of those crisp September, October evenings, and they got the fire pits out there and it's overlooking the river. And I just think that's like a perfect setting, you know, something like that as well. Yes. So glad you mentioned that. So yeah, New Belgium, I love their location. And you actually just reminded me, I don't know why my brain is doing this tonight, but one of my real favorites is Sierra Nevada. They they have kind of a, their own flagship East Coast brewery right here in Asheville. And it's conveniently enough right next to the airport. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. It's like the Willy Wonka factory for beer. It's this just gigantic grounds and you can kind of get lost there. They have tours and tastings and you can go see if it's a weekday you can actually go through this self-guided tour see all this history and um, at the end you can actually look into their warehouses and see the bottles going through all the machinery and getting filled up and and packaged right in front of you so they don't do that during the weekend though so you, you wouldn't be able to see that I learned that the hard way. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, definitely a lot of good times. Uh, a lot of good opportunities there. Uh, yeah, I like beer, so uh, it's definitely a good opportunity for me. We kind of ran out of time as far as like talking about some of the food places. If you don't mind, kind of like a, like a rapid fire, uh, where's a couple of like, suggestions for, for food when people are, are visiting? Okay, so Pax Tavern is a place that's right, in, right next to Pax Square, kind of the heart of the, the downtown area. Um, they have a great selection, great menu, but they have a pulled pork mac and cheese and a cast iron skillet, ugh, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds delicious. I would also recommend if you like brunch, go to Sunny Point Cafe in West Asheville and get the maple bacon or just basically anything on the menu. Really good. Also, if you go to Liberty House Cafe, it's this cute little house. And just wonderful brunch and lunch food. Get their sourdough pancake. Amazing. And then I would also recommend, just uh, giving a shout out to one of the food trucks, Root Down. Get the pork and pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, I may or may not have daydreams about that sandwich, but uh, <laughs> we, won't, we won't put anything in the record. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a just you're my secret, you know, and, and a few people listening. So right. <laughs> we're all good. Mike, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips. I learned so much more about Nashville. I, I think I'm going to like try to book a trip coming here one of these weekends soon. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Nashville, where should they go and what should they eat? Oh, gosh. I would say, man, maybe I, I, I'll have to go back to one of my recommendations. Root down. So you're getting the food truck experience and the, the pork and pimento cheese sandwich. So you're getting a little bit of that southern, like, the, you know, the pulled pork kind of barbecue kind of flavor in there. And it's just so good. And it's just unique to Asheville. So I'd say that, you know, you, you check a lot of boxes off just by doing that. That sounds amazing. Now, like you said, you've been here for a couple of years now. I'm sure you created some uh, really cool memories. Which one are your most memorable? Uh, I would say I was um, just kind of spending the the day uh, with my my partner and and some family in downtown. This was about a year ago, and uh, it was a Friday evening. And I, I did not know this, but there's a Friday evening drum circle. It's called Pritchard Park, kind of right in downtown area. And you can literally just 
waltz up with your own drum, even if you have to bring your Home Depot bucket and turn it upside down, and you just join in. And so we were just kind of walking and stumbled upon it, and we, we didn't participate, but there's a, just a, a big crowd that kind of gathers around it. And you kind of see all the different people just kind of coming in. They just wanted to come and play their drums with other people who they don't know, complete strangers just coming together. Um, so I'd say that was one of the most kind of notable uh, experiences from just being in Asheville. Yeah, that is so cool. Uh, we actually kind of stumbled into that ourselves. And uh, at first, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. <laughs> I'm like, uh, who's this and what is, what's going on? Uh, but we just kind of hung out. We, we, we stepped back a couple steps, you know, because we weren't sure what was happening. But overall, <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just cool. Like you said, like there's people from all different races, nationalities, like income levels and everything like that. And people are just hanging out there banging on whatever you know piece of metal or plastic or whatever they got. And it, it was pretty cool. And actually, that's like right there, right by the uh, Science Museum I mentioned earlier, too. Oh, gotcha. Cool. It's like right there. So, so that's really cool. So speaking of happy memories and, and good times, where's the happiest happy hour in Asheville? <laughs> I'd say, honestly, any of the breweries I've mentioned. Um, but I will say I just went to, if you like uh, cocktails and just a, a cool little another just really unique it just sums up the Asheville feel it's called the golden pineapple uh they have really really interesting unique cocktails so uh check it out right on that sounds good now one of the things i always do whenever i check out different cities is uh, i order some of the local pizza what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Asheville? so there are plenty of pizza places but one that stands out to me and maybe it's just because it's close by to me <laughs> so i am probably biased but it is really good and it smells great walking in and walking out. Uh, it's called Pizza Mind. So I would definitely recommend that. We're going to go check that out when I when I can visit for sure. All right. Now, obviously, you know, coming from New York and, and being in, in Asheville and, and you know, stopping over in Cincy for a little while, I'm sure you've amassed some good travel tips. Like, what's one of your best travel tips? Uh, man, I, I'd say I have a lot. I'd say in general, just be open. I was from New York, so definitely just right outside the city. So I'd say I was definitely spoiled in terms of what it meant to live near a big city. Anything you want is there. And I lived in Chicago, like you said, Cincinnati. And each time I kind of had to grapple with that. Like, oh, this is a new place. And uh, how does it compare to New York City? But I'd say just be open, check it out, go to parks, go to places and bring an open mind. That's the best I can offer. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people visit new places, sometimes they already have a kind of like a preconceived notion that they've already kind of pigeonholed it in their mind. And I think doing that, you you kind of like ruin some of the experience of like visiting a new city. You go in there with a little bit of a blank slate and like let your experiences create your vision of, of the city instead of doing too much ahead of time. Yeah, I agree. Right on. Well, Mike, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? So actually, my, my day job, I'm a psychologist. So I just got licensed less than a year ago. So I've been working on building my, my practice here in Asheville. And when I have free time, I enjoy going to all the places I've mentioned. <laughs> but uh, I also really enjoy photography. And uh, that's something that actually kind of ties back into what that question of the best travel tip. I love photography, and it's actually opened me up, opened my perspective to new places. So whenever I can, I'll, I'll try and get out on the, you know, the Blue Ridge Parkway and, and just 
take pictures and um, uh, also have a book coming out, a photo book coming out called Blue Ridge Dreaming. So just kind of documenting some of those those sunrise, uh, sunset drives. No, that's amazing. And I think you said like having that open mind, you know, if you as a photographer already knew the exact shot you wanted, it, it wouldn't be as, as rich and, and colorful and impactful as, a, as if versus like going there with an open mind and just kind of seeing what nature and seeing what the environment has to provide you. Yes. And that openness, uh, when you talk about that, I think of, I also think of the word mindfulness and, um, just being open and present to whatever is kind of in front of you. And that's something that I, I do a lot of in my own clinical work. I try to practice in my personal life. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Mike, I, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Uh, next time I come out to Asheville, I'm definitely going to look you up and maybe we can meet up for a drink or something. Yes, please do. If somebody has questions about your book, you know, about your photography or about Asheville, what's the best way for the, to reach you on social media? I would say the best way at this point is on Instagram and um, my, my handle, it's an old inside joke from, from younger, but uh, it's MP, the comeback kid with one K because two Ks exceeds the character limit. So MP, the comeback kid on Instagram is the best way. Also working on building out my, my Facebook page, uh, Mike Pajoli photo. Right on. Well, we'll definitely link to all those in the show notes and Mike, it's been a pleasure and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yeah, thanks so much, Lee. This, this has been uh, really a pleasure. Thanks for your questions. What a wonderful conversation with Mike. I visited Asheville a few times with my family and love how quirky and laid back the city is. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Mike's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Asheville. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Bucharest, Romania to speak with my new friend Edward Sturm, the co-founder of Commit Club. In this episode, Edward and I talk about visiting the Palace of Parliament, seeing the Bucharest Fountains at Uniri Square, and exploring Obor Market, one of the greatest farmers markets in all of Europe. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.